Welcome to the Let's Talk Data podcast series presented by SAP. Welcome to our Let's Talk Data podcast series. This series is brought to you by SAP experts discussing current topics around data and data management. My name is Ina and I will be your host for today's podcast. Today's podcast is focused on helping you renovate your data landscape with cloud capabilities. Joining me today are Daniel Ruthman and Marius Reck from Gabriet. Welcome. Thanks for your time today, guys. Why are enterprises even moving to the cloud? What are the strategic drivers? And what we've been hearing from our customers is, first of all, um, IT is tired of saying no all the time. And they want to be a strategic partner that is really helping the business in times of change um, and in times when they really need to innovate their business model. And so the, how, do, how are you going to do that? Number one, you want to reduce the amount of time spent maintaining your current systems, either um, patching and migrating up to new versions or just general maintenance. If you can reduce the amount of time you're spending there, then you have a little bit more time to participate in those new projects and to say yes more often to really prototyping new ideas with the business and being more of that strategic partner, which everyone wants. Um, another reason is hardware costs. If you have um, expensive on-premises hardware, Number one, the cost of that when you first buy it can be high. And then secondly, as that hardware depreciates over time, and some many times it's, it's a five-year buying cycle in five years, then you have to buy new hardware. And that's another cost that goes against your bottom line. So they want to eliminate some of, some of that expense on their own budget sheet, trying to maintain hardware, purchasing and procuring it, all of the paperwork that goes with that, as well as maintaining then that hardware on their own on-premises system. The third reason that we hear is that in times of disruption, when new requirements come quickly, when your company is reinventing yourself, you need flexibility. Flexibility to be able to scale up the number of users using a solution, flexibility to be able to scale up the amount of compute or predictive and AI uh, capabilities that you're putting in place to solve a problem. And because that can be very unexpected, you need that flexibility in both how to manage the cost to, to really explore something that might cost a lot of compute and users, and then maybe in a month you're not using that solution anymore, as well as how to manage the compute resources to address some of those problems. So that, that flexibility and the elasticity of the cost is another major reason. But um, those are all kind of um, methods for control. The fourth reason is People want to consume new innovations faster as we, with the cloud where we can send out new features every two weeks or so, uh, the new innovations are then available to you faster without you having to upgrade your systems to migrate to do that year long process of figuring out, you know, how this tool fits in your productive landscape, making sure that the other systems all interact with your version, making sure that uh, that you're scheduling the downtime appropriately and that someone can come in on the weekend and manage that, manage that system just so you can consume those new innovations. So in the cloud, we manage that for you and the system you're connecting with is up to date and has new features coming to it all the time automatically. So those are some of the big reasons that, that we have heard, but my question to Daniel and Marius, um, does Gabriel see cloud impacting your data landscape? And how? 
Yes, uh, we see that, uh, especially we are focusing, we are using the cloud to be flexible for new use cases. And there we use the cloud services from different uh, vendors to be flexible because we are seeing that the world is changing a lot. And so we need the cloud services to be flexible for the future requirement of our customers. And this is our business. And to be flexible, we use the cloud services from SAP and from different other web vendors. Especially, I think the flexibility of new innovations is much easier. You can quickly um, enable any cloud service from the providers, um, test it, try it out, and then decide before you have to purchase expensive hardware and install anything on premise um, if it is useful or not, and then scale it up as you need it. Ah, excellent point, Marius. So that sort of prototyping piece. Let me let me try this new innovation. Let's see how, if it works for us. It will if it will help solve our problem um, without having to to purchase and bring in software and manage it. Can you guys talk a little bit about is your um, where does cloud impact the rest of your landscape? Do you have a cloud first strategy? Do you have a large on premises? Uh, investment already that you're trying to also leverage into the cloud or are you starting with putting everything in the cloud from here on out if you can talk a little bit about that yeah we have a huge uh, on-premise investment we have uh, two main data centers at our two main locations currently and a long history with as well as sap as other um, vendors uh, for our main software tools we would not say that we are a cloud first strategy but um, for sure whenever there is a new requirement from the business uh, or also from the IT to replace or to upgrade any existing solution we will for sure evaluate and look what the cloud offers and if there are benefits and besides that we know that sometimes the cost um, is not really cheaper but the flexibility of the cloud and especially what you said that you can faster have upgrades patches is a point that we uh, do a lot in the cloud already and will step by step migrate more of our existing um, yeah, software solutions or tools to the cloud to underline this a little bit so we are at the moment a typically the hybrid customer this means we have a lot of footprint on premise but we extend more and more our on-premise systems with uh, cloud services to have their extension with new agile approaches for new system and services with this hybrid. Excellent. So trying to leverage much of a large on-premises investment to drive a bit of um, flexibility with new solutions in the cloud. Yeah. Okay. Since we're going to talk about HANA cloud, SAP HANA cloud today. Can you talk a little bit about the use case that you guys are trying to address? Yes. So. The main um, reason why we were looking for adopting HANA Cloud was um, our Dynamics CRM system that we have with Microsoft. And um, here Microsoft is limiting the data bandwidth and the API connections um, end of this year. So um, as we do all the reporting currently via our SAP PW on-premise system, so we had to basically extract the CRM data to our on-premise BW system in order to do all the reporting there centrally. And with the limitation of Microsoft, we have here end of the year a little bit of bottleneck on getting all that data for the reporting. 
And in addition to that, our um, strategy for all the future reporting has been decided to do with SAP Analytics Cloud. So in the CRM dynamics uh, from, from Microsoft, it is Power BI, and we do not want to basically move forward with two different solutions. So here, the clear strategy for us was to get all the data into a, a central um, solution where we can report easily with SAP Analytics Cloud. And here we found with HANA Cloud the possibility that on the one hand, extracting the data is very easily to connect uh, to all those different um, databases like the Azure SQL service uh, from Microsoft here. And in addition, we have then a, a single source also for the analytics cloud in order to report in the future. I see. And here you see the benefit uh, which we saw or we, which we see with the HANA cloud is, as mentioned before, with this hybrid um, scenario, we are using the capabilities which we have on-premises in our on-prem BW system and extend this with the HANA cloud to have a more or less flexible interaction with new services which are running in the cloud and integrate the service in our central landscape. So we're extending our on-premise system with cloud to get capabilities which we don't have at the moment. Yeah, and um, can you talk a little bit more about the agility? It seems like what started to drive you guys was some uh, some agreements with the other software systems that you were using and when things were reaching end of life. Uh, do you think that by using a solution like SAP HANA Cloud that you will have a kind of a buffer or an in-between layer to insulate you from some of the change that happens in your other business applications? Is that the intent? What we, what we do currently is extract uh, data from the other um, cloud provider um, to our on-premises system. Mm -hmm. And um, this is basically very difficult as there is a, an, a special middleware tool necessary currently. And for each of the different cloud providers, you usually need a special middleware tool here. And with the HANA cloud, it seems like the connection to all those different um, tool providers is much easier. Also with the HANA Cloud, um, it, it doesn't matter um, what uh, database is, is there behind, if it is on-prem, the hybrid one, or if it is cloud, you can easily connect and have that, that uh, central um, solution then for everything. And also here, we, we're not so focusing on this capabilities that we are storing data into the HANA Cloud. This is still possible and also a valid use case. But for this first pilot use case, we are using more the HANA for real-time connection. This means we're not loading data from database one uh, to the HANA Cloud. We have the real-time access. This means you're doing a select on the HANA database and it will be directly online connecting to the target database like this Azure SQL service. And this is a good benefit here in our use case. We are not replicating the data. We have real-time access to the source of the data and get response directly from the source of the data and not any buffering between. Oh, beautiful. So that real-time capability to not have to copy data around and wait for it is sounds like a major benefit for your organization. That's a huge benefit, yes. Yeah, it's interesting how you guys talk about connecting instead of collecting data. We too have heard from companies that they have tried for decades to get one master instance of the data to collect it from every possible um, application and uh, third-party 
in their ecosystem and bring that all into one single store of the truth. And that it turns out that that it's A takes a lot of effort and that B that is only it is only really accurate for that one second where you just brought the data in because the other the source systems change as well. So we see people moving to this idea of connecting to the data where it lies and merging it together and transforming it kind of in flight in that flexible, more fabric idea instead of collecting data and migrating it, migrating it all to one spot. It sounds like that it, that was also part of the value and the hoped for situation for Gabriel. Absolutely. There is always uh, the, the two scenarios. On the one hand, you want to somehow collect data in your central warehouse system, um, historically freeze it somehow that you could do historical evaluations year after year and compare it. Um, but uh, I think in the future, you more and more want to also look on actual data. And this is exactly what you just mentioned, that we can connect various data sources real time, not load the data and wait overnight, but have it exactly then when we want it, have the actual data, compare it and even have predictive um, scenarios also to look into the future, probably on just actual data. Very cool. Also the po possibilities that we have this real-time access as example directly to our CRM database, but we have also the possibility where we have on our prem BW system, we have historical data which we are collecting from our ERP systems. So we have one, and this we can now combine with the HANA cloud. So we have the combination from the real time uh, data from the CRM database plus the historical data from our ERP system, which are collected to the BW system. And on top, we can build up the dashboard on SSE, so uh, SAP Analytics Cloud. So this is a real benefit of it. So, Daniel, can you talk a little bit more about that last case? What can, what kinds of things can your business do now with that combination of the historical on-premise data and real-time data together? Is it, is it easy for them to imagine new things that they can do with this new access to fresh data? Or is it a bit of a culture shift? Or just talk a little bit about the benefit of the business for that scenario. I think it's a little bit also from culture shift because in the past it was more we are focusing on the historical data, but uh, as more and more we meet uh, faster data insights, so more and more uh, requirement is there to have real-time real -time data. So we need on the on one hand side, we need the real-time data, and this is a requirement which we not fulfill at the moment is our on-premise scenario directly. So we need the HANA Cloud to fulfill this real-time access. But on the other side, uh, we need all the historical data which we have in our BW system. So it's a little bit um, a culture shift. A lot of guys need the real-time access to see immediately the impact of the um, for, of the changes in the processes in the um, reporting scenario. But the old stuff we need also. Yeah, and there's scenarios that uh, we, we have not sought in the past. Um, and maybe our business also has not uh, sought because it was simply not possible. And now if we look now to our marketing department, for example, and uh, they are doing some marketing campaigns and usually immediately want to react. Uh, and I mean here immediately they launch a campaign and within the next uh, minutes or hours, they want to see what, what happens in social media. How is the, the effect on it? And if we can here really real time connect some of those online channels, social media and so on, 
and then compare it with um, past campaigns that they launched um, years ago or months ago or whatever, and have those effects immediately can react um, totally different than they, they did in the past. Marius, that's a beautiful example of using years and years of historical data that might be colder data and stored in a data lake or something like that with a very real time what's happening this minute data as well as then perhaps adding some prediction and predictive analytics and machine learning to help adjust how you're responding to the customer or the prospect in front of you. Are you guys using SAP Cloud Platform? Yes, we are using the SAP Cloud Platform. Oh, okay, very good. Yeah, I, I just wanted to let people know that if you are using SAP Cloud Platform and have an enterprise agreement, you can already see SAP HANA Cloud in your cockpit for in Cloud Platform. So it's a very easy way to get started and try some of these things that uh, Marius and Daniel have been talking about. If you have existing um, credits left on your cloud platform enterprise agreement. You can you can start there very quickly and easily. And there are um, videos on the SAP HANA Academy that can show you exactly how to do that. Um, I also wanted to just highlight, we're talking a lot about SAP HANA Cloud today. And the beauty of SAP HANA Cloud is that it's really extending SAP HANA into the um, into a, a solution that's really optimized for the cloud with a cloud native architecture. This way you can add capacity as it is required and we're using the in-memory capabilities combined with some of the Sybase um, technology that we have to really work at that big scale. Uh, and just a note for, for those of you who haven't been playing along, SAP HANA is celebrating its 10-year birthday this year. So it was officially launched in 2010 um, been many highlights along the way, including Guinness World Records being set for the largest database. Um, that was in 2014. And 2015, we launched Innovation Awards to recognize the kind of innovations people were trying to deliver on HANA. And I love what you guys are talking about at Gabriel here of trying to really move your business forward by consuming some of those new innovations like predictive and machine learning um, to, to try to satisfy new requirements. That's exactly what that program was built for in 2015. So if you wanna see even more what people are doing to, to bring in new innovations to their company, check out the Innovation Awards. There's a site that shows all of the pitch decks for people who have won those and talks about the solutions that they were able to employ. Um, and then just another, Quick highlight in 2018, we became the first major database optimized for Intel Optane persistent memory. So this gives us a huge benefit in managing the downtime of your systems so to, to reduce that drastically. So those were just some highlights of what has happened so far with HANA turning 10 years old, and you can you can check out the whole history of that if you check, follow the hashtag SAP HANA turns 10. But the point is that we're using all of those um, innovations that have been built into HANA over the last 10 years and using the, those same innovations into then SAP HANA cloud, um, except we're doing this in a very cloud native way. So just making sure you guys had that context. So um, Daniel and Marais, you guys have talked a little bit about how HANA Cloud will interact with your warehouses and analytics in the short term. 
can you talk a little bit about long-term vision? And do you see the addition of having a cloud database like SAP HANA Cloud in the mix changing your vision over time? Yes, HANA Cloud for us is um, just a start. Um, if we look into the, the history of uh, our company, um, all the tools were on premise. And um, then when it started with the, all the reporting and the analytics, we sure for sure wanted to have everything in one central data warehouse. And that is what we have established over the past. So now step by step moving different applications to the cloud, uh, some very large, but also some very small. And um, the more and more small or microservices that um, appear in the cloud, you also want to have somehow the reporting there. So not loading all that into a central system, but uh, real-time consumption um, and live connections, as we mentioned it already, um, is exactly what we will have with HANA then as a single source here. And so more and more um, services will be built on top of HANA. As we hear from SAP, there will be the data warehouse cloud and also the SAP analytics cloud built on, on the HANA platform. So our vision for sure is then to use that somehow as a central um, place where we can collect, where we can join data and where we can then use it for all other tools and purposes as well. That is fantastic. So it sounds like you're really trying to simplify your landscape as well by removing um, all of the steps of data moving everywhere and by um, converging uh, perhaps on solution like HANA Cloud instead of having so many different solutions to handle movement of the data and so many different um, custom built services. Is that is that right? Yes, I think so. We have a long history also together with SAP and we were also one of the first customers which are using SAP HANA for 10 years ago. And so we have a, um, a big history. This means we need a step-by-step -step approach to coming from on-premise and going to the cloud. And for that, one step is the HANA Cloud. Excellent, excellent. So we've talked a lot about simplifying your landscape and connecting instead of collecting in real time. Are there any other new business requirements that you see that you'll be able to fulfill? Um, in one of the requirements um, I talked a little bit or touched earlier is exactly those uh, social media data. And um, we had a request um, last year to somehow collect uh, to all our channels like uh, Twitter, like YouTube, um, or our web pages, Google Analytics, and so on, to kind of track a little bit all that. And um, we we did not really find an easy and good way to get um, all that data into our uh, central uh, data warehouse um, and then be able to easily, um, yeah report on that or do some analytics and um, then we, we started a little bit uh, evaluating the open connectors uh, from from sap um, in the cloud platform but that was also not too easy to bring all that data down there and now as we see the combination of the open connectors how it uh, connects with the hana cloud it seems like really very straightforward and easy to connect also those applications so we haven't tried that out but at least it seems like and with the experience we got from the other connections it seems like that it can be easily um, used and, and uh, that's the good way forward in order to be able to also um, have a solution for that request then very nice so i i love this point because sometimes we hear um, people think that 
HANA is only for SAP applications and only for SAP data. Um, but you've already talked about working with your um, Microsoft CRM system. It sounds like it's a major requirement for as well to be open to non-SAP data and non-SAP applications and sort of bring bring that connect to all of those sources and applications together with your SAP data. Can you talk a little bit about that? The breadth of the systems you have to connect to? Yes, um, we have one central yeah, reporting strategy. This means we have not only SAP system, but we have a lot of different systems uh, like this uh, Microsoft CRM database. And so there is the requirement the business is not looking for a solution which we get only reporting data from F for SAP system. They are looking for a solution to getting the data from different other databases. And for that, we need a solution to collecting all the data from different databases and have one central report where you can see the data of all those uh, databases. And so it's a real requirement because the business not care about this is a Microsoft system or is SAP or something else. So they would have the data in one report and see exactly what is the current status. Perfect. Daniel, anything to add to that, Marius, for other types of systems, especially non-SAP systems that you would need to connect to? Yes, I think from uh, from a reporting perspective, um, the more data you get and the easier you get to it, the, the more possibilities you will have, the more flexibility you will have in the future also to, to analyze and to dig into, into that data. And in the past, it was always good to have as much uh, software solutions and tools uh, from one central supplier like uh, SAP because it was connected, it was uh, straightforward and and uh, usually it was was out of one box um, also with the with the cloud strategy from sap um, with um, having a lot of different tools also a lot of acquisitions um, it is not always so easy to have exactly the same database and um, i think this is already within sap now a challenge that hana cloud solves but um, also then from from other um, databases or even unstructured data in all those cloud applications that we are not aware of today that might help us in the future um, is, is something there. So I think there is so much possibilities that we do not yet even know what data we could connect with the Johanna Cloud. That is beautifully said, Marius. We see more lines of business and business applications spring up that maybe centralized IT does not even know about. Um, and then there will very quickly be a requirement to connect to a system that that centralized IT is not managing and is not necessarily aware of. So you need a flexible, open connection system. Yeah, very cool. And then um, we, uh, one of the other things we talk a lot about is enterprise grade and security. And so. Um, can you guys talk a little bit about what your requirements are in terms of enterprise grade and speed of solution? Do you have uh, reports that require sub-second response time? Is it more requirements for the amount of data that you want to connect to? I think one of the main point is always fast because we, when we use it, we will really use it. This means with the stability of the service. 
and this is the main requirement for every service which we are using is that we have a high stability and uh, of the service that we can use it every time uh, directly without any outages, just directly the service usage i think the Stability is one of the main points, which are our requirements, but it's sure that we also requirements are security and compliance and all the stuff. Uh, but the first one is uh, stability of the service. I think this is the main point. Excellent. Daniel, anything to add to that, Marius? I think from a security perspective, um, a lot of uh, people are still afraid of uh, moving to the cloud and then having their data, their, their enterprise data in the cloud and is it secure there? And um, my opinion here is uh, always, I mean, if uh, the people that are really responsible, a lot of security experts uh, that do HANA Cloud and all that, um, I think uh, I, I sometimes trust more that they know how to secure my data in the cloud there then if I have one or two people responsible um, for the on-premise uh, data systems or the firewalls in, in, in our um, enterprise. So I'm not really concerned about that, um, but for sure, whenever we have our, our data uh, stored in the cloud and then open up the access uh, with uh, smartphones, with tablets, and um, outside of the, of the business, people want to really get um, any day, any time, their smartphone and have up-to-date data um, there is a, a complete different um, scenario and we need to make sure that all that is protected is secured um, but as daniel said i think the the main point here is the, the speed and the availability excellent excellent so um can i ask you your experience then with sap hana club what has that been like so far what what has surprised you what are you excited about trying next we are surprised um, that uh, the HANA cloud, even that it is um, totally new or brand new almost, I would say, um, that the experience we got um, in those past weeks um, from a stability perspective, it's really, really a good product already. We almost had no issues there on stability, on performance or anything like that. So we are really, really looking forward here. So. Um, one thing that uh, we, we started uh, two years or almost two years ago was the SAP Analytics Cloud that is currently running on a like separate instance on HANA. And we are really looking forward when that completely goes now into that new um, technology of the new HANA Cloud. Everything will, will be more and more moving together as well. Excellent. And Daniel, anything what, what, about what has surprised you or what do you want to try next? I think what 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 me uh, surprised was that, for example, we have started with uh, the SQL database on uh, Azure Cloud for the CRM use case, and then we tried out and found out find out it's it's really easy to connect to a database. And so the next step was also in this uh, pilot phase, we have started to connect a different database on premise, and this took only some minutes. And then the database was connected and we are getting the data directly from the database. So this was a little bit surprising because it's really, really fast to connect to a database when you have the complete landscape up and running. So then it's really, really fast to connect and getting data from other databases directly in the HANA cloud. Very good. So it sounds like you guys are consuming a lot of the fun new stuff with HANA cloud and have are really starting to see some options for the future. I love that. And I think one thing to add here, 
um, that that really surprised me, and that was was the best thing I, I think during that whole program. Um, when we tried to get some data from our cloud CRM system uh, to our on-premise system um, a year ago, um, we spent days, we spent weeks, and we could not really get a stable uh, and easy connection to get that data. And it was very complex on how to basically uh, translate the data from the different formats um, that they could be then stored in our on-premise PW uh, system. And now with, with HANA Cloud, uh, Daniel had a great idea to just simply connect uh, our on-premise system to the HANA Cloud and uh, get the, the data from the CRM system live. And this was basically set up uh, within a couple of hours and um, so easy and so streamlined um, that I wished really we had that opportunity a year before. And now you're helping other people who are in that situation and don't know that don't know what is possible. So all of you listening out there, learn from what Daniel and Marius had done. <laughs> um, also, I wanted to ask you guys about Intel Optane Persistent Memory. It sounds like you have recently adopted Intel Optane Persistent Memory um, for HANA. I was the pilot for Intel Optane for HANA. And in the meanwhile, we because we have done the pilot with special hardware from um, Intel, and there we see the possibility what the Intel Optane brings us in related to the memory size. And therefore, we have decided then that we our central BW system have migrated to, um, to our persistent memory. So this means in the meantime, we have three systems up and running. So the complete BW system landscape is up and running with persistent memory. And it's also really stable. And we have um, the benefit of it that we have bigger size of memory. So the memory is much more higher than before because of the new technology. And the stability is high. And so it was the right decision for our scenario to migrate or to switch from the traditional memory to the persistent memory. And the HANA system works quite well with this uh, persistent memory. Excellent. Thank you, Daniel. So any closing thoughts that will help listeners start their own journey to the cloud? One thing that you mentioned was the CPEA, so the Cloud Platform Enterprise Agreement. And uh, I think this is one of the um, things that all companies can help to get very easily just by adding some credits um, into the cloud solutions um, of, of SAP. Then you can flexible uh, book uh, a service like now the HANA Cloud with a minimum um, requirements here and um, use it a little bit, try it out, get some experience for your use case. And uh, whenever you see it does not fit, you can just uh, stop the, the, the uh, basically the booking of it and add another service as you want. And for us, when we decided last year to use the CPA, um, uh, we have now really um, started um, to yeah, find out a few of those services, try them out whenever we have some time and uh, we can just stop and use another one if it does not fit for our purpose. Thanks, Daniel. Well, I just thank you so much, Marius and Daniel, for your time today. I'm sure you are super busy, and I really appreciate your time really instructing any our listeners on what you can do by adopting a cloud database and SAP HANA Cloud, how that is helping you address new business requirements. The top takeaway I learned today was um, really that you're you're trying to connect 
both on-premises and cloud sources together and in and with historical data and real-time data together and to to merge all of that data together with some predictive or other transformation capabilities on top of that to serve your business requirements is really a powerful business requirement that you guys are helping to satisfy with SAP HANA Cloud. Listeners, if you want to learn more, you can always head to sap.com slash HANA Cloud. And we look forward to seeing you on the next Let's Talk Data podcast. Thank you, everybody.